0: So we're starting a new series today, and in kind of kicking it off, I want to say this. We have a relationship with words, and here's what I mean. We have a relationship with language. Language changes and morphs over time, the way we use it, how much we use it, um, what it means to us, right? It changes over time. Certain words, certain words, I think... um, become popular and be used so much that they lose their punch or their meaning completely, right? I mean, for instance, take the word awesome. The word awesome means to literally, to stand in awe of, right? But (laughs) when we use the word awesome, we it's like, oh man, that's an awesome song. Oh, that pizza was awesome, you know what I mean? Or... Dude, that fidget spinner is awesome. And it's like, okay, but wait, are we really supposed to stand in awe of that fidget spinner? Is that what you're saying right now? And it's like, no, that's not what they're saying, but it works because that's the way we use the word awesome, right? Because words change over time. Our relationship to our words change and then like words lose their punch and sometimes even their meaning as we use them as culture and that kind of stuff. By the way, this isn't a bad thing. This is just a thing thing, right? Here's another one, the word passion. If you would ask the, the, the average Coloradan what they're passionate about, what what responses might you get? Being outside. Being outside, absolutely. Oh, I just love being out. I'm passionate about being in the outdoors. What else? Beer. Beer, yeah, yeah. I almost put that in there, but thank you for for doing that for me. Because beer, skiing, skiing, yeah, what else? Fishing, <laughs> I think you're alone on hockey, but um, the Broncos, go Broncos, you know, like, like there's all these things that are quintessentially like, oh, I'm just passionate about the sport or this activity. But the word passion is, is a Latin word and it goes back and it means, does anybody know what passion really means? It means to suffer. Literally, it means like, the, the, remember the movie, The Passion of the Christ? It's all about, if you've seen it, it's all about, it's not Jesus having fun doing something, right? That he's passionate about. It's him suffering on the cross, the passion of the Christ. Even the word compassion, maybe you didn't know this. I mean, we know what it means to be compassionate towards somebody, and, and in some senses, I don't think that word's been watered down as much as compassion has, but to, the word compassion in Latin literally means, come means with, like, or cone, you know, Spanish is cones, with. Passion with you, know, to, to suffer with someone. To have compassion on somebody. You know, if you were to invite my, my friend I just told you about it into your Thanksgiving, it would be like, you're, 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 it's an invitation to go and suffer with him. That's what it means to be compassionate to somebody. You know, and the, those words change. Even the word you Oh, this is great. I was literally like laying in bed last night, just about to go to sleep. And Christy found, Christy and I were talking about my sermon this week. And she's like, oh, I got one for you. She was reading this book that explained that the word you in English, okay? And I wrote this down because I got to get it right. You, me, and yours. Those words were actually hundreds of years ago were used in the high, that was high English. Those words. You have high English and low English. You'd have, like, because you had the classes back in the day, you know, like how you, and the words you, me, and yours, those would be words you would use to speak to or about the royal family, nobility, or in special ceremony. Okay? On the contrary, words like thou, thee, and thy were actually low English and used more in the home. And intimately, and Christians, because of what we, you know, what we believe you know, from the Bible and what we believe God has done with us, and inviting a relationship with us with Him in us, in inviting us into a relationship with Him. That the the English actually started to use it the thou and thy as an informal is their conversation with God because it's the home. Isn't that interesting? Now we hear thee, thou, and thy, and we think King James. We think that's, that's too formal to talk to God as thee, thou, and thy. And now we use you and, and yours and that kind of thing, which is actually the high English. Why? Because our relationship to words change. Language changes and morphs Over time, and some words like "you," that's High English now, is in the "thou," and you know, like it's it's things become you know watered down. Isn't that interesting? There's another word that I think of God put this word up. I think is definitely in this category is love. Love is a word that's been watered down. It's it's a that it's it's used so much, and it's really not our fault. I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but our language, English only has one word for love. Many languages have multiple, the Greek has three or four or five words for love. To describe love is the relationship between brothers or the relationship between a spouse or the relationship between us and God. There's there's these different forms and different, almost values in the word love and they're different words. Well, we only have this one word and we use this word for everything of what we love. Oh, I love driving this car. Oh, I love my kids. I just love a day. I love Saturdays, you know. And again, I'm not. This is not a bad thing. This is just a thing. Thing. It's something, but it's something to be aware of. Can, can we just all agree? This word, love. Like, I don't think the you know the word passion, the word awesome. We can let those slip and we can let those slide. And we, in our relationships to those can change. But love is kind of a word we need to get right. Can we all agree? Love is one of those words that that we should it shouldn't lose its punch, but it has, you know? Um, it, it shouldn't lose its effect on our hearts. Like when we think of, I need to love that person. Ooh, man, okay, what does that mean? Uh, versus like, love you, man. You know, like, like, we need to get this one right. And so this, what this series is about is actually, the series is not necessarily about love. I want to, in this series, introduce a word that will help bring us back to and maybe revitalize, right? revitalize our relationship to the word love in a way it will make us better lovers. And in, in order to do that, I don't wanna actually focus on the word love. I wanna focus on this word, honor. The word honor, which means to highly respect or you know, high respect or great esteem. I think that when it comes to the word love, on, like in order for us to get back to you know, being better lovers, being better at loving each other, this word, maybe more than any other word, can help us do that. Because I, this word has a way, if we think about, not necessarily, hey, I want to love you, or like, I'm going to work on, I want to honor you. I, if I talk about, you know, loving your boss versus, okay, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually talk, talk to you about honoring your boss. You know, as, as we talk about loving and, and loving our, each other in a family, I'm going to talk, no, what, what would it look like for a family to have, it be full of honor? And see why I, I want to talk about this and why I think this word is so important is this word has a way of cutting to the chase. You know what I mean? This, this word has a way like, it's like, uh, yeah, I love my boss. It's like, yeah, but do you honor your boss? Ooh, okay, well, that's different, you know? And that's why I think that this is so, so important is, is if, if we are willing to try it on for size, I think we'll become better lovers. We'll be better at loving, loving each other. And honor will help us bring the, what it means to actually love each other into focus better. In the sense of like, oh, that's what I need to do in order to love this person. Or, oh, that's what I need to do (laughs) in order to love this person? Yikes. And there's going to be a little bit of that. It's going to make you think. It's going to make you like, ah, but that, like, it's going to test your heart towards the person as we look at the idea of honoring and holding each other, holding people with high respect and great esteem. And see, you know, this, I'm going to just gonna kind of put it into to focus. What it means to honor somebody is actually really simple. And you know, you know what to do. You know what this would look like. Imagine if I got, if, if I gave you the chance or somebody gave you the chance to meet someone famous, someone, uh, maybe a recording artist or a, a movie star, an author, you know, somebody who's just done things in life that maybe, maybe, they, maybe people know who they are, maybe they don't, but you get a chance. You would love to get time with them because you, you, you respect them so much, right? I said, so you, you're going to get three hours. You, 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 know, you can do whatever you want. You can, you know, like, you're going to go out to eat. You're going to meet at this restaurant, whatever, okay? Imagine if you got that chance. You know, think of who that person might be. And whatever you do during those three hours like, like in, in treatment of that person, in thinking about that person, that's what it means to honor somebody. It's that simple. So like, for instance, if they show up 10 minutes late, you wouldn't get on their case. You'd be like, no, 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 like, like oh man, they're late. They must have had something really important that they needed to do, right? You would give them what? You'd give them the benefit of the doubt. Why? Because you have high respect and great esteem for them. Right, and you wouldn't hold it against them. You'd be like, "No, no, don't worry about. It. Let's just let's just talk. I want to hear about this, or I want to, like, thank you so much. You'd still thank them profusely, right? Just for the time, because that's what it means to honor somebody. As you see, the, the and and as the time goes on, like if, if they. You, you wouldn't hold on to passing comments. You would, you, would, you would give them the benefit of the doubt. You would, you would value their opinion because they're a person who you see as valuable and worthwhile. And then you would honor them because of what you see in them. That's what it means to honor. And we can all picture that, right? Did I lose you here? I got you on this one? Yeah, okay. Maybe you're just thinking about it. Honestly, this is, this, this is what it means to honor somebody. What would it mean what would, it, what would it look like for us to honor everybody that way? The people around us that way? To treat people and, and give them the benefit of the doubt versus like, you know, just assuming the worst. What would that look like for us to do? And, and my goal for the series is for this word honor to walk with us outside the door with us to walk out the door with us and, and, and have it maybe even be a part of um, our, our conversations with our family, um, become part of our vocabulary, um, for us to think critically about what it means to honor, respect, to hold people in high esteem as we interact with coworkers, friends, talk with our bosses, discipline our kids. How do we, we're gonna talk about this at some point in time, how do, how do you discipline your kids with high respect and great esteem? What if we could do that? And what if we could discipline, like a parent, if you're a parent, think about this. What if we could discipline them in a way that as we're doing it, they feel highly respected and greatly esteemed? Man, I think that could be a game changer for the cultures in our families, Right? We're, you know, we we're punishing them and we wish, you know, like, this is why this is so important. It's like, we, as, a, as a parent, we have to punish our kids. We have to discipline our kids, but we want them to know that we are for them, right? See, when we're honoring people, when it, here's how, how you know. You, I just explained to you how you know how to honor somebody. We all know how to do that. Here's how you know when you're being honored. When the person that is treating, you know, like, that is interacting with you, you know that person is for you. You come away and say, that person, that boss, you know, like, and maybe it's a boss. Have you ever had a boss had to call you in? And and I I remember, no, I remember this one time. I didn't get a job. And I was, my heart was broken. And the person, and I didn't see it coming. I really thought I was going to get the job. And I didn't. And I left the conversation with the person who told me I wasn't getting the job. And I felt like they had my back. I knew they were on my side because I knew that that person honored me, that even in that moment, they weren't gonna offer me the job, but they still saw value of what I had to offer. See, that's what it feels like to be honored. Imagine if that was the culture in our families, at your office, with your coworkers. (laughs) And here's the thing, this is why this is so important, is because in the next seven to 10 days, you're going to go to work and there's going to be a new person there and you'll be sitting next to them in a meeting and they're, they're, they're bright eyed. They're, they're excited. They're like, oh, I got this job. What's this place like? And you know all the idiosyncrasies. You know all of, hey, if you want to make sure you get something done, don't go talk to this person, talk to this person. And you know that your boss on Monday is different than your boss on Friday. And you know all of this and they're here and they're like, well, tell me about the place. And you're like, hmm, <laughs> And you have a choice at that moment and how you talk about the people you work with and, and the way you talk, the way, what, you, what you choose to, to share will bring honor to the people around you. It, it, it will affect, the, it'll affect your own heart and whether you're, and how you honor the people in your own heart and it'll affect the person who's new and whether they will honor the people at work. If you're a student, you're going to go to school, and you're going to have that teacher, you know, the boring one, the, the, the one that's kind of rude sometimes, the one that like, like and, and you have a choice as a student whether to honor that teacher, whether that teacher is valuable and worthwhile, whether that teacher, and this is what's so hard about being a student, whether that teacher, teacher has has something to teach you, whether you have something to learn from them, all depends on whether you respect them or esteem them, right? And the way that you talk with about them also will affect how your your fellow students might respond and how they might learn from that teacher. That's why this is so important. This is so important. Because this week, you're gonna sit down for a certain dinner, and there's a large turkey at this dinner (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yep, and they're all there, and sitting next to you is the person that you haven't talked to since last year, or uh, let's be honest, two years ago at this point, we didn't do Thanksgiving last year, you know, because of COVID, but we get it this year, if it, you know, the last time you talked to this person, you were yelling at them over polit- political things or whatever, and over there is, is, the, is the conspiracy cousin, you know, the one that doesn't believe that we walked on the moon and coronavirus was something that the orchestra, orchestrated by the Clintons in the 90s and, 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 and Bigfoot's real, you know? And, and, you, and you're gonna have to talk with them. You know, fill in the blank because they're there and she's there. They're all there. And you're gonna have a choice as to how you talk with them, how you treat them, Will you treat them with respect and great esteem? Will you honor them? And, and, and here's the deal. We'll talk about this in a couple weeks. You don't have to like someone to honor someone, right? You don't have to agree with everything that they believe or say or do to still honor them. Let's just leave that there. But the question is, at the end of the day, will you come away? You, parents, what will your Kids see you do? Will your kids see you honoring someone that's difficult? So we have a choice. And I'm going to build the case. The reason why this is so important to me, why why we're talking about this so, why why we're talking about this at all, is because I believe I'm going to build the case that it is in our best interest to honor as many people in our lives as we possibly can. That's not just the the right thing to do, but it's the best thing that we can do for ourselves. That in the end, what we want most is, that, that, that honor is on that path towards what we want most. Even... Honoring the people who are most difficult to, maybe especially honoring the people who are most difficult to honor. And and honestly, I think this is, this is a Christian thing, it's church. But even if you're not a Christian, you're not sure what you believe, I would would behoove you, I, I I would encourage you to walk this direction and walk towards honoring as many people as you possibly can Around you, We're going to look at, for today's verse, just to kind of set the stage, I want us to look at the Ten Commandments, uh, Exodus 20 in your Bibles. Um, if you've got a church Bible, shout out the number when you get there. Exodus 20 is the Ten Commandments. And yeah, I mean, the Ten Commandments, it's probably good to refresh, actually. Um, So we're going to look at one commandment in particular that has to do with honor. Uh, What page is that on? Exodus 20. 35, 35, thank you. Um, Ten Commandments were given to Moses who gave them to the Israelites, I got, they got to be like the, some of the most famous passages in the Bible, or at least, at least the most referenced, you know, like, you know, the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. So this is the Ten Commandments. It starts out, we're not going to go through them blow by blow, but I want to just refresh all ten of them because it's good. You know, it's good to, to I was going to do like a quiz, but I decided not to. Um, first three in particular are kind of like one group by themselves, and I'll explain why in a second. Verse three, you shall have no other gods before me. This is God speaking to Israel and saying, hey, this is a covenant I wanna make with you guys. If we're gonna be in a relationship, these are some of the ground rules. Everybody, every household has these, right? These are the things you do, these are the things you don't. Some of them are spoken or maybe written out. Some of them are not, right? We won't talk about that. It's a different conversation someday. But you, you, God's like, hey, if, we're, if this is gonna work, this is how it's gonna work. You shall have no other gods before me. I, I wanna be your one and only, okay? Number two, you, you don't make any idols or images, and we won't read all of it, but like, hey, I don't, I don't want you to have any other God, like, like kind of, it kind of relates to no, rule number one, don't have gods, don't have any other, like, don't have fake gods either, or images that go towards other gods. And then the third one, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God and take the Lord in vain. Don't you, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Do you see how these three, what's at the heart of all these? Honor, thank you. These are all honor things. I want want to be your one and only. I I don't want you to be like like even, like have other things that might take the place of me. And and don't misuse my name. Honor my name. So at at the heart of this relationship that God is building with Israelites, these first three commandments, three of 10, that's a lot. At the heart of the relationship is honor. Hold on to that. Verse four, remember the Sabbath, keeping it holy. Six days, God worked, and then on the seventh day, he, he rested, that kind of thing. You're gonna do the same. And then verse five, actually skip past 12 because that's where we're gonna, that's our verse today. 13 is you shall not murder. 14 is you shall not uh, commit adultery. 15 is you shall not steal. 16, do not bear false testimony. 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house or wife, right? So so don't murder Don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, and don't covet, don't be envious of what your neighbor has. Those are the 10 commandments. And then in the middle of it, the fifth one is the one that we're gonna look at today because here's our word, what does it say? Honor your father and your mother. And then he says this, so that you may live long in the land the Lord God has given you a lot of these are like, hey, don't do that because it's going to defame my name, don't do that, you know, like I'm a jealous God. But then he said, it says this in, 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 um, in verse 12 honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord God has given you. Flip over to now, we're going to go like we're going to fast forward like two, like a thousand years, okay? Go to uh, Ephesians chapter six in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter six. Paul is the writer of Ephesians. He's writing a letter to his friends in Ephesus and he's advising them on like, it's, it's all about relational things. Somebody shout out the, the number uh, page for Ephesians six, please. 550. 550. So pause for a second. Every year since the inception of CLC, during this time of year, we always try to do a a series that centers on relationships. Because the reality is, is between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we will be dealing with relational dynamics. All of us will. And I want you to know that. Listen, everybody look at me. Every single person, even if like people would say, "Man, I'm from a good family." Holy smokes, we got Christmas coming up. There, there's always something. There's always relate like, like, "Oh, should I call her? Right? Should should we reach out to them? Should we invite them?" You know, my friend, yeah, like, like this, is, this is just what it is. Like, it's, our relation, relationships are messy because of our sin, because we mess up, because we get mad, because we dishonor people. We don't highly esteem them. We don't great, have great respect for them at times, and we act on that. And I want you to know that we're all in that boat. So every year, we try to talk about it. We try to do something that might be helpful and make you think that'll challenge you to love the people around us better. Paul, in the book of Ephesians, is doing the same thing, actually. He's he's going through all these different relationships. And we're not going to go through them today. We've we've gone through them in the past quite a bit, actually, what he has to say about husbands and wives and bosses and servants and that kind of stuff. But in in Ephesians chapter 6, he talks about kids. And he says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. And then he quotes what we just read out of Exodus, and then it's also in Deuteronomy, and he quotes more of the Deuteronomy one. Honor your father and mother. He says, which is the first command. And he makes this point. He, this is a little, this is a little, this is Paul commentary on what we just read. Hey, he's like, have you noticed? This is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it. You know, like, like it's, none of the other ones have a promise. None of the other com- commandments are just like, hey, just do this. Just do that. Honor, you know, don't, don't take my name in vain. Don't have other idols. And I'm not, you know, he's, in, at this point, God's kind of the parent. I'm not going to tell you why, right? I'm not going to, you know, like, just, just do it. Like, just trust me and do these commands. But then when he gets to honor your father and mother, there's a promise attached to it. Let's look at what it is which is the first commandment with the promise, verse three, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. That's the promise. What's the promise? That life may go well with you. And here's the deal. And this is the insight that I want us to take away from today. Today's really simple. Like I'm almost done preaching I'm just trying to build the case for honor. I'm just trying to, to, to convince you that, that to, to put this word in your vocabulary, or at least in your minds, as you walk forward out, when you walk out of here today. And here's the reason why, and this verse supports what, what the big idea for this series really is. Go ahead and put that on. Honor is at the heart of every satisfying relationship that you and I have ever had. Like, like, I know you guys, I, and, I, and I know a lot of you fairly well, but I don't know every relationship you have, but I can promise you this, because this, this is how life is. When it comes to satisfying relationships, every single person, every single satisfying relationship that you have had, at the heart of it, at the epicenter of it, between you and that person, was honor and respect. I promise you. Think about it. You and I are friends because we respect each other. You know, Sarah, you and I are friends because I respect what, I, I love what you do. You know, like, like, I love what you're passionate about for in, glo- in the global sense. And, and when I have, you and I have talked about stuff like that before. I'll call you, I'll be like, hey, hey, like, what do you think about this? Why do I do that? Because I respect what Sarah has to say about that. There's no friendship that you've ever had that didn't have at least a little bit of that. Honor is at the heart of every satisfying satisfying relationship that you and I have ever had. It's at the heart of ours, right? It's at the heart of our, our relationship. It's at the heart of our relationship. I respect you, and I honor you, and that's why this works, you know? It's true, isn't it? It only works. If you and I, there's like, almost like a seeing of eye to eye. Maybe maybe, we're old, maybe one's older than the other. Maybe the, uh, we're in different stages of life. Maybe one's been a Christian longer. But like there's those dynamics. But there's something. There's still, even if, if, if you're in a sense like the, the more mature, the older person, you still look at the person and you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much respect. What do you think about this? And as a result, when you honor somebody that way, when they walk away from time with you, they're like, "That person's for me. That person has my back." And two, two great examples of this. My buddy Rowan, some of you guys have met Rowan before. And Rowan is just phenomenal, like, like, like He's just a dynamic person that kind of just scoops people up. And, and somebody told him once, he said, they said, "Rowan, honestly, like when I'm with you, I feel famous." That's not that cool? I was like, oh, man, that is, I, I want that. Like, I want people to say that about when the, that's honor. And, and Rowan does. He honors people. He, he, he looks past what the other people might say, you know, just kind of write people off. No, he sees, he sees things in people that maybe a people were, were in danger of missing. And he lifts that up out of them. He honors people. On the contrary, I remember one time I was, I was at work, uh, I, was, I was working at a place and. I had a boss, that he and I just were not getting along. And it got to the point where we're like, let's, let's pull in a, a mediator. And so somebody who we both greatly honored and respected, we had this guy come in and, and kind of, hey, will you help us talk us through? Talk us through? And we both started to share. And, I, and I, remember, I don't even remember what I shared. I remember what he shared though. He said, Josh, I don't know if you have my back as a boss. I, I, don't, I don't know if, 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 you, if I can count on you and if, if you have my back. And I remember those words just hurt. And you know, like now thinking back, it's like, it's because I was not honoring my authority, my boss. And I wish I could go back and change that. And I think I did things to, to help that, but man, that hurts. That, that's because honor is at the heart of every satisfying relationship that you and I ever have and ever will. It's at the heart of every marriage. We're gonna talk about marriage at some point in time and honoring your spouse. There's some interesting things, that like, like, like uh, there's some interesting things from, from marriages that of good marriages that some intel has come from good marriage, And at the heart of it is two people that honor one another. And it's not easy. It's not just like oh, it's just so easy, you know. Just to honor each other. No, it's like no, the, the, honor is one of those things where you like honestly, you're going to have to dig deep at Thanksgiving to pull up the honor that the person deserves. You're going to have to dig deep at some point in time. Single people, single people, listen, listen. I, I don't, like good marriage. Like even like good marriages, there are times where you have to dig deep and honor the other person. Good working environments. There's places, like there's just time where like, man, I, that is driving me nuts, that decision she's making right now. But I'm not gonna talk bad about her behind her back. I'm gonna choose to see, I'm gonna just choose to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna honor that person. I'm gonna hold them in high esteem, give them great respect. It's difficult. But the, what where, where I want us to see is, and this is my premise that I'm working off of, is I believe that on the other end of honor, other side of honor, is a promise that it will go well with us. You know, when it comes to parents and honoring your parents, that's, that can be difficult. But it's a relationship. That we want to be able to have, if we can, as deep as we can at the end of life. if we're able to do that, it's, life will be that much better. It will go well with us. And I believe that. If we pursue honor, the reason I'm pushing us towards honor is because I believe it's in our best interest to do so. That when it, the more we choose, that there's a correlation <laughs> I don't know where that came from that there's a correlation between the amount of honor that we're willing to bestow on other people and how well life goes. Because can we just agree that, you know, there's a lot of things that we can enjoy in life, but in order to be truly happy, deep relationships are part of that. And the heart, the honor is at the heart of every one of those relationships. I'll be praying for you guys this week. I'll, I'll, I'll remember you as you're, you're chewing on this, thinking about this, as you're, you're here, um, you're talking to them, thinking about how to handle this situation. I'll be praying for you and thinking about you. You have what it takes. And I, I just, I encourage you to go towards this.